Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's your host, the Small Biz Chat Lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Have you subscribed to the Small Biz Chat Podcast? Well, it's time. Every Wednesday, we offer listeners bite-sized actionable tips to start and grow a successful small business. In just 20 minutes or so a week, you can get a ton of insight and resources to propel your business forward. Be sure to subscribe to the Small Biz Chat Podcast today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I am so excited to introduce my guest, Miss Precious Williams. Her nickname is the Killer Pitch Master. She is a 13-time National Elevator Pitch Champion. Besides helping women entrepreneurs and business leaders, she's also a top corporate sales trainer, helping sales teams to create killer communication skills, craft messages, and understand how to pitch and build sales programs. Precious is an international keynote speaker and trainer for global brands, including BMW, Google, LinkedIn, Microsoft, Harvard University, Columbia, QuickBooks, Yelp, and many more. Her website is perfectpitchgroup.com. So, Ms. Precious, thank you so much for coming on the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I'm excited to be here. Let's go. All right. Well, you got you know you got to tell me, how did you get to become the killer Pitch master. I want to hear the story. So how did I become the killer pitch master? Let me be clear. My back was against the wall. I was an attorney in the great state of New York where I still am. And I had this dream of starting a lingerie company for full figure divas and plus size fashionistas. I was 327 pounds dating a very famous Hollywood actor that don't even make no sense on paper, let alone in real life. And I knew I couldn't find intimate apparel in my size. And so I had this thought, curvy girls lingerie. Ask my family and friends, you know, because that's what they say. Everybody's got family and friends who can invest, but when you're from the inner city of St. Louis, Missouri, and you're the only one who made it out, that wasn't that wasn't the case. And for those for those who love me, you know, being an attorney, they were like, be safe. I said, I didn't come to New York to be safe. I came to make it big. So when nobody would invest in my company, I went all in on Curvy Girls. Went to an event I couldn't afford in New York City and found myself pitching before the producers of MSNBC's Your Business with J.J. Ramberg. Walked up to them and made a pitch up on the spot and they loved it. The next thing I knew, I was pitching on Your Business with J.J. Ramberg on February 9, 2012, right before Valentine's Day. And walked away with $500,000 in 54 seconds. So my first pitch got me on the show. My second pitch uh, took me to the next level. And eventually, they told me, you need to enter pitch competitions. Word? And so, out of 14 tries, I'm a 13-time national champion. Yes, I'm still Black on both sides. No Brazilian butt lift, no six-pack abs. I don't look like Hollywood. And yes, I beat them at their own game. I and that's how I became the killer pitch. I slay all competition. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So let's, so let's get down to the nitty-gritty. What are the elements of a great pitch? The elements of a great pitch, once you get past your name, your name of your company, who you are, who you serve, you know, uh, 
you know, uh, I don't know why I can't think of the last thing, but at this point, we all know what a basic pitch should have. But if you want to take it into killer pitch mode, the first thing I do with my clients and say is tell them whatever the challenge or problem your target market is having, use their language for how they describe it, not your own. Because sometimes you'll be all over the place and they're like, I just need this. And when you say it in their language and then follow up with you have the solution, you back it up with, you know, I don't know, facts, figures, statistics. You can bring a testimony or something like that. The second thing you need to do is start off with a question. Start off with something that interrupts the pattern of boring. So if you're in front of someone and you have you can give it your elevator pitch, start with a question. Start with a statistic or a quote. What you're doing is training them not to listen to what everybody else is saying. You're the difference maker. So once you do that, you also want to play it all the way through. So as Jeffrey was saying, you definitely want to have a great story. And everybody's story is not the same. You want to you want to set a scene in the audience's mind of where you want them to go and lead them there. And when you finally have them on the edge of their seats, tell them what to do next. So what is that call to action? And be very specific about that call to action. Whether it's on your website, because you know what's on your website is, is a pitch. What's on social media is a pitch. So take them all the way through it, but be very clear about what you want them to do. What is your What is your ask? Are you seeking investments? Are you seeking to be featured in media? Are you seeking whatever in particular you're seeking? Make sure that that's clear too. And so that's how you truly slay all competition. Because if you just do the basics, You'll be average, random, and ordinary and sound like everybody else. That's why content is serious, but also marrying that with SEO and, and really taking this into overdrive. So should every pitch end with an ask? Should every pitch? I don't think so. I don't think every pitch should end with an ask. Just like I think I don't think every pitch should sound the same. Since there are six different types of pitching, you got your elevator, your media, your investor, your sales, your speaker, and your interview pitch. And since you're speaking to different audiences with those pitches, everyone doesn't get an ask. So if I'm pitching to investors, I'm going to have an ask. Sure. I, I want them dollars and cents. I want those resources. If it's media, you know, you would love to be featured, but you have to make a compelling case for why you're so different and you have a fresh approach. If you're a speaker, how many people want you to speak for free? But you know it's time to get paid because you have the type of influence that can shift the atmosphere of the rooms that you're going to be in. And that should be compensated. So I don't think every pitch should have it. But you also have to understand, who are you pitching to? And that will dictate what you what you do. So what are the biggest mistakes people make when pitching? <laughs> Some of the biggest mistakes that I see is that they're boring. They're just going by the book. My name the name of my company, who I serve, da, 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 da. The second thing is they have not focused on their audience. So as Jeffrey said, he talked about, you know, when it's all about you. Number three, bring some vitality and life to what it is. And most people don't. They're just like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to dial it up. The fourth thing that I see people do is you can tell they're giving up in the middle of it because they don't think anybody's going to buy them, mm. buy from them. They mm. give up and you'll see it in their social media posts. You'll see it as aggravation or all sorts of things. And believe me, people can read it in, in your words. They can read it in a video. They can read it when people are talking about you. So I want you to stand and deliver and really believe in yourself. Because if I had to do it at 327 pounds, 
I know that it can be done and you have to be and they're they want to fit in when you really should want to stand out for the right reasons. Pitch, please. I, I think that is so valuable what you just said. You said that you can tell that people have given up in the middle of giving their pitch. Mm -hmm. That That is true. And I never thought about it like that until you just said it. But I've definitely had people introduce themselves to me. And it was like they can feel it. came up on them when as they were talking. I, I've experienced that. So how often should you switch up your pitch or, or update it? I think it, I think you're going to be in a constant state for the rest of your life. So my Shark Tank pitch is very different from what people saw in MSNBC. And that was 2012. To, uh, it was on Shark Tank season eight in 2016. Those are very different pitches versus what I do now. And also my companies have changed. You had Curvy Girls Lingerie. So who was the focus of Curvy Girls Lingerie? I can tell you it wasn't small women who go into Victoria's Secret. So who was I targeting and showing them? Then you have perfect pitches by Precious. You know, we teach the art and science of the killer pitch to now the perfect pitch group where we train sales teams of top fortune 100 companies, law firms, law schools, and all of those things. Like over time, I've changed. My audience has changed and my way of talking to them has changed. And so you, when I started, yes, I wanted to help women win pitch competitions. And then it was getting to uh, institutions of higher learning, Ivy League, top HBCUs. And now the Googles, the LinkedIn, the Microsoft Federal Reserve Bank, uh, all of those. And it was all able to be done because I have a track record of consistency. And if I've had success in all of them and my clients have had success and always asking for testimonials so people can see, I'm not talking about myself. You heard what they said. Go to my LinkedIn and see those 300 testimonials and you'll see the depth and breadth of them. So I don't have to speak for myself, but if you do want me to, I can, but let them talk for me. It's a done deal. So, but but let's say you your your fan club is not standing by you when you're okay. giving a pitch, which right? would happen before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know it's it's rare for you now, but let's just say your hype people aren't around you. How right. can you convey value or the value that you provide in a pitch? Because that's the element that I think is missing a lot of times. People talk about who they you know who they serve and the results they generate, but they don't talk about the, the secret sauce kind of, you know, in the pitches. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that. Well, most definitely. So when I started pitching, I didn't sound like anybody else. And normally people are thrown off by that because they think that there's this system. And I wanted to show that there was a human, there's humanness, there's, there's energy and there's funk and there's noise. So you're not talking to a robot. You're not talking to someone who got everything out of a textbook. When I started pitching it was 13 years ago and they told me I was too fat, too black, no Ivy League degree. No one's ever going to listen to me. So challenging them by also challenging my mind, I know where I belong. And just because y'all can't see it, I know my target market just needs to see me. So that means what's in those social media posts? What is in the places that I'm going to? And also uh, showing the behind the scenes. So when people People think that speakers just get up there and that if you just have a story, remember, your story has to match the audience. It's not every story under the sun. And if you're still in the struggle of that, you don't need to be on that stage talking to that audience because they're going to feel it. So mm -hmm. remember, the stories have to match the audience. So what I do at LinkedIn is not something I would do keynoting a woman's event. Totally different. Right. And so people can see that. But in the beginning, I didn't have a I didn't have a cheerleading team. 
And I had to keep cheerleading myself and proving once and for all that when you're a visionary as a CEO, you're constantly going to be fighting with people until they're on your team. So that belief in yourself and knowing what you can do because you did it. Most of us did it for ourselves before we were able to showcase it to others. And once we were able to do that and then get the cheerleading, that's great. But most people don't start. Most people start trying to do it for themselves. They get lucky, but they also have to invest in themselves. They also have to get uh, great coaching and training and also don't get. Don't get messed up by your own mind that only wants to hear yes. I tell you, some some queens like you have, have pulled up on my big girl panties and say, I know you can do better than that. Since most people don't say it to me, you know, I got to listen. Like, yes, ma'am. Yes. Yes. Very well, much. Listen, I only say things like that to people that are coachable. Please believe. And I, I am. I do not waste my time or effort with people who I don't think are going to hear what I have to say. So I appreciate you acknowledging me for having been just one one smidge of someone that gave you some encouragement one day, but I'm going to, oh, I, I could just keep talking to you for so long, but I have to ask you this last question. What is the best business advice that you have ever been given? I'll give you two, but I know you said one. Fortune favors the bold. And in this world, you got to be bold and you got to defy and you got to go against the grain. And number two, shoot for the moon. And if you don't make it, you'll fall among the stars. I love that. Thank you so much, Precious. You are just such a gem. Um, and I appreciate so many things about you, but you give killer advice. So thank you so much for being here. Hey there, side hustlers and future business moguls. Are you ready to up-level your game? Get ready for the Small Biz Lady University one-day virtual startup boot camp on January 16th, starting at 1 p.m. Eastern. It's where dreams take flight, ideas become reality, and coffee is going to become your best friend. Join us for just $97 at smallbizladyuniversity.com forward slash startup boot camp. Get in the fun. Let's hustle. Thanks for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday for more fantastic information and interviews. You can find more sources and small business success strategies by visiting Melinda's website, succeedasyourownboss.com. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.